Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. Today, I am joined by Nikki Wahid, Career Education Specialist at the Faculty of Arts Career Centre at Ryerson University. Nikki, welcome to the HR Chat Show. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Okay, let's get going. Uh, Firstly, tell me a bit about your career background up to joining the Career Center at Ryerson. Well, um, academically, I have a background in human resources from George Brown College, Um, and I've had many lives when you think about careers. For instance, I've worked um, with a beer company, publishing company, and even a milk company. Um, And I would say that I started my career in earnest when we're talking about helping people find sustainable employment since about 2009. um, I've worked with community agencies providing employment uh, support services, which led me to Ryerson University. So uh, within the community, I used to work with newcomers, um, women specifically and their families, as well as just the general job seeking public. And for me, I found um, that my greatest passion really lied with um, helping new professionals find their footing. So Rice University um, was a great space for me because, you know, you're dealing with professionals and training. Um, so the majority of my job is really to put into context for them and also to help them connect with today's labor market. That's me. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. Now, can you tell our listeners a bit about the the Career Centre at Ryerson University, what it does, how it helps people, what what, what are the key missions there? So with Ryerson Career Centre, you know, our main mission is to ensure that our students are um, making that transition, whatever that could be, and that could be grad school or that could be straight to the labour market. So our job is to make sure that they have the the tools and the information that they need in order to compete and also to to make valuable contributions within um, with employers really within the GTA and also globally. So we do that through career education and also providing opportunity for employers to come in and be a part of that journey. Um, we do a number of um, sessions so they can come. Um, in the way of info sessions, but we also do want, want to do much more. We want to get employers speaking to students directly about opportunities and also potential um, within the labor market to help them um, get the answers that they need to, um, you know, that question of what's next. Um, we do a number of programming and also collaborate with um, recruiters and HR professionals really Uh, again, to make sure that students have that information and also those opportunities. We've also created unique programming, um, one being the Career Boost Off-Campus Program that uh, focuses on connecting um, students with employment off-campus. That looks um, like a joint investment because we do reimburse employers, small to mid-sized organizations as well as nonprofits, um, we we encourage them to hire Ryerson students over a 12-week period, and we will reimburse them for a portion of those wages. Um, this program is open to our current students as well as new grads. Um, so what that means is that employers have access to not just um, students who will be returning to school, but also with new grads, really trained professionals who are ready to, to launch their next careers. Okay, and... Let's talk a bit about your role. So you're career education specialist at the career center there. Uh, what, what does an average work week look like for you? What, what are your typical duties? 
it looks busy. <laughs> um, a lot of what I do is, you know, just that, the career education piece. Um, so what it means is that we're holding uh, different workshops and, and sessions for students to come in and learn about how to develop the tools that we talked about earlier. So whether it be, you know, their resume um, writing skills or their interviewing skills or even learning how to network and use LinkedIn, we have a session that, um, that's in response to any questions that students have. As outside of that, um, I also run events. So these events are not necessarily job fairs, but they're a way for employers and professionals and alumni to really engage with current students, um, again, to help those students build their networks, but also to um, get answers directly from those who they'll be working with or maybe those who will be recruiting them. So my job really does entail a lot um, in terms of whatever it is that students need to transition out of the university. So the employers that we engage with don't necessarily have to come with jobs per se, um, although we do love those opportunities, but I think we also want to engage employers in the development of, of the talent that's here on, on, on the Ryerson campus, um, not just looking at fourth years or third years, but also starting at the very beginning in first year. Okay, and uh, listeners, I, I have personal experience of how awesome Nikki and her team are there at uh, the Career Centre at Ryerson. Um, as we have just, as we're recording this, finished our third Innovate Work Toronto event, which you guys kindly hosted again. Um, tell me tell me a little bit more about uh, the event side of things, Nikki. What what type of event would, would appeal to you and your team when, you, when you're looking to uh, offer uh, these opportunities to to the students and also to the the wider business community in the GTA. Um, so for us, in terms of um, the events, again, we're really looking for dynamic ways to engage employees and recruitments and you know talent management folks. So the info session, while it's great, um, what else can we? offer students? Um, is it that opportunity to meet one-on-one -on -one with employers? Is it, is it a panel discussion? Um, so really looking for more than just um, information session, but again, engaging um, professionals to come in and deliver that education um, alongside um, our uh, my colleagues, myself and my colleagues. Uh, we also do some other programming around equity, diversity, and inclusion. And this is where um, it might be a panel discussion. We have a series actually called Voices of Experience where we're inviting professionals to come in and talk to us about, you know, some of the issues um, that they might have been facing as they navigated the, the labor market. And because the professionals that we, that we invite for Voices of Experience are uh, people who have reached a certain point in their career and can now sort of reach back um, to new professionals and say, this is what I went through, um, this is how I got through that, let's talk about what you're going through, what you may go through, and some of the solutions around that. So th that's a big thing here on campus, ensuring that students feel included um, in the conversations when we're talking about careers, and also to make sure that um, they know that they have a space when they enter the labor market as well. So some of the sessions for voices that we did um, were on um, the LGBTQ community, um, newcomers, or internationally trained professionals. Again, um, students are able to see themselves, um, or they're able to look up rather and see themselves in the leaders of um, leaders in industry. 
Um, we also do um, employer sessions where we invite um, organizations that are doing some really great things around um, human resources, whether it's um, you know diversity programs in-house or maybe recruitment strategies to make sure, again, that everybody's included. We invite them to come um, to um, investing in inclusion where they're actually talking to their peers and colleagues, meaning other recruiters and other HR professionals, about their programming and helping the, you know, the participants really figure out how they can bring in some of these strategies to their organizations. So we definitely, again, want to make sure that students are ready, but we also want to make sure that employers are getting the information that they need to um, recruit and include this generation of job seekers and talent. What, what, what would you say are some of the unique challenges face, facing this generation of, uh, of young people looking to get into a career within HR or talent? So for example, I, I attend uh, lots of different events and conferences and uh, you, you, you often hear that uh, AI is, is going to mean that the, the, uh, the more junior HR folk and a lot of their roles in the next five to ten years may not be there anymore. Um, that probably also presents lots of opportunities, though, because because those those people who can master the new technologies uh, and uh, act in a way which is more than the traditional HR person, perhaps they have some marketing functions, for example, in, in, in uh, being able to understand the the employer brand on on a uh, online basis, on a social media basis. Um, presents perhaps lots of opportunities. What, what, what do you see some of those challenges and, and, and uh, opportunities for, for young folk today? Um, I think the challenge there is um, feeling disconnected with um, those who are recruiting. So, you know, I would like to say to students that back in my day, I can walk into any building um, and ask for the HR manager, and I would actually get the HR manager um, to come down or be on the phone with me. Um, and I can actually talk to them and ask them about opportunities that are available. Um, but, you know, new professionals nowadays don't have that access because the Internet becomes a barrier, right? So I think part of that challenge is not having enough exposure to professionals who can come on, um, who can come to them and say, well, this is what we're looking for, um, this is what you can expect, and this is what the process is. So, you know, if you notice um, when I talk about some of the programming and, and um events that we have here at the Career Center is to remove that barrier so that um, our new professionals can build their networks as well. Um, I think other challenges are the obvious ones. There are not enough um, opportunities in the labor market, which is why it's important for students um, to have that touch point, um, the touch points that we provide at the Career Center. But then you also have um, students who are coming from marginalized backgrounds who, again, don't know what opportunities are ahead of them um, and need to, to speak with professionals or be mentored so that they have that guidance to whatever that next step is. Right. So lots of issues. Um, you know, we haven't even started talking about the expectations of this generation when it comes to, um, you know, work. Right, so they, they they have this idea of what work should look like, but then when they get to the workplace, it's a lot different, and they become disappointed. So again, the programming that we provide gets employers um, in front of students to talk about what they can expect in the workplace, um, what they should be doing to prepare themselves for the labor market. Right, so. 
I, I would like to say that, you know, the, the Career Center um, is aware of the challenges and also brings programming and education to sort of help combat um, those challenges or help students overcome some of those challenges. Oh boy, I, I could have done some with some of that mentorship uh, many years ago when I went into my first job. Oh gosh, uh, I, I remember my my first proper job, if you like, in in an office, a publishing house in West London, and I was totally clueless, Nikki. I didn't know any any of the, any of the social norms or uh, yeah. how how you know that what what the hierarchy meant, and oh gosh, so many things, so many things. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the, there's actually a particular set of students as well that I'm, I'm leaving out of this conversation. Um, students who are in nonlinear programs. So nowadays everything is about STEM, right? So um, STEM being science, uh, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. Um, and you still have these group of students who are in nonlinear programs, who are coming from liberal arts, um, who may be coming out of communication and design, and even some students in the sciences as well as community services, um, you know, don't have a linear path or may decide in third year that they don't want to take that linear path. So I think another another part that we sort of try to, another issue that we also try to mitigate is um, if, you know, you're doing let's say a history degree, what are the other options or what are options for you in the labor market? Because it's not that clear. So again, the programming um, that we do provides opportunity for career exploration through the Career Boost off-campus program and also the on-campus program. But again, bringing employers, let's say from, you know, I can say from Deloitte or even from the banks um, to come in and talk to students about possible career paths is also very valuable. Or even bringing in professionals who come from the same academic background who've been able to apply their degree in different ways is what we also try to encourage. Okay, so it sounds to me like uh, your job involves a lot of helping people, which is awesome. Um, but if, if you had to... the gap, right? Absolutely. And if, if you had to list maybe two or three things about your role that you love the most, what would they be? Uh, all of it. Are those three things? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what I really love is um, when I see that spark in a student's eyes, when, you know, they come to me and they say, I don't know what to do with this. And, you know, I just pull up something like LinkedIn or um, I pull up Indeed, dot, you know, dot com and say, well, here are your skills and here are the organizations that are looking for people with your skills and here's how you can add value. So when you open somebody's eyes to the, the, the vast possibilities and also teach them to look out for those opportunities, um, and again, seeing that spark, that's the favorite part of my job. Um, what I love about my job, too, is that I get to engage um, with professionals like yourself um, to bring them on campus to really provide that information that not just students need but also us um, you know in in the in the in, in the institution but providing us with the information that we need to prepare um, talent to add value right so I think um, for me again the education piece the networking piece um when i you know the event that we that we had together the innovate to um you know just there alone meeting all those people and providing them with opportunities to connect with with students um that that is valuable and it's again very rewarding the the results of that networking can be quite rewarding on both sides so being able to facilitate that 
um, is also a favorite part of my job. All of it, ladies and gentlemen. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Nikki, we are coming towards the end of this interview, I'm afraid, before we wrap things up. Uh, Firstly, how can our listeners learn more about you and also learn more about the Career Center? Well, connect with me on LinkedIn. I think that's the that's the first. Always happy to make connections um, with individuals who are interested in the work that we do and um, who can also add value um, to the lives of the professionals and training that we have uh, here. Um, and also, you can go on the Career Centers website. So that is uh, ryerson.ca forward slash careers, um, career center. And you can definitely connect with any of my colleagues. We do have consultants that face um, the various faculties that we have on campus. So please feel free to call either the general line to see, um, to talk about the opportunities and how we can help or connect with any of my um, colleagues who are specialists um, and consultants to see if we can uh, create some tailored programming for you on campus. Awesome. Thank you. Well, um, if I don't see you again in person before, I hope to see you at the next Innovate Work Toronto event. Uh, Shameless plug here, everybody, November 7th. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Um, But that just leaves me to say, Nikki Wahid, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Bill. And listeners, until next time, have a great work day. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 